Reduce. Reuse. Repost. Hey guys, it's Nat. And Janice. And welcome back to Reduce, Reuse, and Repost, uh, where we have open conversations about whatever we want. And today we're going to be talking about um, having uncomfortable conversations. But I guess before we get started, how was your week, Nat? You know, not that I didn't see you yesterday, but you know, I worked, working from home, COVID 2020. Um, Are you going back to the office soon? No, I am not. Mm. I mean, I can. I just don't feel safe going to the office. Yeah. Um, not that it's bad and not taking protocol. It's just, you know, personal reasons. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just worked, you know. Didn't do much. How was your week? What'd you do? Um, just been working on my portfolio like normal. Um so guys, I'm currently unemployed, so I'm pretty much just this whole employment. This kidding. whole COVID <laughs> thing worked out sort of in a way where, you know, we're all on, kind of on the same boat. But I was unemployed by choice. Yeah, nothing much really. Just been working on my portfolio, um, and yeah, I guess that's there's nothing new. I mean, we played spike ball. I've been playing spike ball a lot because our friends really into it. Everyone's so. obsessed with spike ball. I know. So. It's fun. It's fun. It really it is. is. I keep hitting my own face, though. So, you know, I'm not quite there yet. But, um, yeah, spike ball. That's, that's pretty much what happened in my week. All right. So let's get this kicked off. What are we talking about this week, Janice? I literally told you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Having uncomfortable conversations. And I guess we're going to have to have one that, after this. That was an uncomfortable conversation, y'all. You should have seen the way she looked at me when she said that. That was uncomfortable. Yeah, because I literally told you what we're talking about. Help me. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, having these uncomfortable conversations. I'm seeing that a lot. Um, but yeah. Welcome to the second podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think why we decided to talk about that was, I guess, the current climate of everything, you know, and I guess even from my own experiences, having these conversations, as much as you think they're you know, easy to have with people you're closer with, your family and stuff. Um, I personally struggled pretty hard with having these conversations. And, you know, whether it's, like, something really light, I still had trouble. So, you Give know. Give us an example, my friend. Um, what is a light, uncomfortable situation or, I guess, conversation? Well, you know how, like, when, you know when you meet people and uh-huh. they say, oh, you know you're a good one when you can tell someone they have, like, stuff stuck in their teeth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know? You're like a real one. Yeah, like if something on your eye, your makeup's falling off. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm real so- friends will tell you A, B, C, D, F, G. Yeah, and like kudos to those people that can say those things, mm-hmm. but I seriously cannot. Like I, I am that person that will literally stare at it and be like, should I say it? Should I not? Should I say it? Should I not? Um, and I feel like it depends on who you're with, though. No, no, like, like if I... you're with me, you'll just be like, yo, you got some shit stuck in your teeth. Yeah, but, like, I'm saying to those people who are okay having those conversations... Or not conversations, but, like, right. just calling that out to, right. like, someone you just met. Right. Like, I remember I met one of my ex-coworkers, and, you know, she outright said, like, oh, like, your makeup's running. And, like, I really appreciated that because, you know, a girl wasn't going to find out until she looked in the mirror. And, you know, at my old job, Mirrors weren't just lying around. So, like, those, con- like, not conversations, just having even the courage to say that was really hard. Yeah. And I, I, like, really struggled with it because I just felt like, you know, it wasn't worth talking about mm-hmm. and it wasn't worth getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, a really prime example is 
I had a friend who, you know, was just a sweater. So she tended to have... She a little stanky. Yeah, she, she had <laughs> she some body odor. And I was too much of a little bitch to tell her. And kid you not, I didn't tell her for five years. <laughs> and you know what? It didn't help that none of my friends wanted to do it either. But none of my other friends... So, um, you know, that's something light. So, But if you think about it, if you can't even have those conversations with one of your good friends, like she was one of my good friends, like, in high school, mm-hmm. how can you have those really uncomfortable conversations, you know, with bigger topics, bigger conversations, yeah, right? Yeah, to deal with, like, beliefs and morals and values and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, especially with the climate, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. it's just important to know, you know, We've all been there. You're not a criminal for not being able to say it and being comfortable saying certain things. Yeah. You're not a bad person if you don't know mm-hmm. how to talk about certain things. Mm-hmm. It just makes you human. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 2020 is our year of realizing things. Quote, Kylie Jenner, 2019. It's like, it's like the year of realization, you know? Like, yeah. I've realized so many things. Okay, sorry. She doesn't actually sound like that, but just... That sentence, I had to play it like four times to actually understand what she was trying to say. It's kind of a good quote because we remember it. I mean, facts. <laughs> it, it, like, it makes sense grammatically. Yeah. <laughs> would never tattoo so- it. Would never tattoo. Would never put on my Instagram bio. Oh, you know, God. Or my Instagram like Tinder account. Bio. But I would definitely say. If you had that on your Tinder, I would swipe left. Yeah. <laughs> I would swipe left, ma'am. Because seriously, though, 2020 is a year of realizing things. It is. And it really is. I think one of the things we want to get out of this uh, episode is pretty much just letting you guys know it's okay yeah. to not want to have these conversations and have these really, like, I guess... Like, feelings. Feelings that yeah, are, yeah, like, yeah. against, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, having these discussions. But it shouldn't be a reason to warm yourself up and eventually get there yeah start small start light stay open y'all yeah that's the motto of the podcast yeah like open conversations honestly if you think about it i think nat would hate me if i never told her she had a body odor coming out of her you're damn right i would hate you exactly and you know like all this time i've known you and like if you listen to our previous podcast you you know you fucking know yeah so if you told me every day when you drove me up to school i did not smell yeah (laughs) in that car I don't know what I would have told you. Maybe that's why nobody came up to me. <laughs> exactly. And you know... Just kidding. That's starting small. You know? It's the little steps I count. Straight up, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, have you had any situations or, like, recently, I guess, or in the past where you've felt the same way? I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think anyone goes through life, like, always being comfortable. And if you do, then, like, shit. I'm sorry. Like, maybe it's a bit of a boringish life, in my opinion. Like, if you're just, like comfortable all the time I feel like you're not really learning or growing or like you don't Mm -hmm. have an open mindset to kind of expand your horizons so to speak Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean like if if you're asking me like what kind of uncomfortable conversations I've had like definitely like again referencing back to our first podcast if you haven't listened to it check it out it's a good one Maybe and we don't not. Re- and we don't really know where to put it yet. We don't know so where it's going. Just check all the podcasts <laughs> to find it, all right? Yeah, check it, check it out, wherever, wherever the hell it is. But, you know, like, <laughs> just having uncomfortable uh, conversations for me um, as an extroverted person was also not easy, right? Yeah. Like, 
I um, wait. What? It wasn't. It easy? wasn't easy. No, oh. no, no. Because like, I was, uh, I was such a people pleaser. Oh, okay. I was always like, oh, like I want to make sure that everyone is having a great time. Mm-hmm. You know, like put others above me. And it's not to say that like I was someone who was like, oh, suppress my feelings because mm-hmm. I want others to be happy. Da, da, da. No, it was something that I subconsciously did because I just wanted everybody to have a good time, including myself. Mm-hmm. And if people were having a good time, I subsequently equated that with my own feelings yeah. and was like. I'm having a great time too because A, B, C, D, E, F, G are having a great time, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, just like having that conversation with people, knowing that I had a different opinion mm-hmm. was not easy for me to voice, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Jazz actually brought this up to me, I think either was first or second year, and this was one of the many things that she showed me was that um, I was essentially a yes man. Mm-hmm. I said yes to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I agreed with a lot of things without giving it a second thought, mm-hmm. right? And like... I think that's something that's really important to at least pinpoint for yourself Mm -hmm. and just to realize that, hey, maybe something that I'm doing is either hindering my growth or my understanding um, with something Mm -hmm. and just being aware that maybe you just don't know Mm -hmm. or you're not, again, aware of what you may be doing and how that might be affecting these things Um, and your willingness to have these uncomfortable conversations is definitely something as well. Like, I didn't want to be seen as someone who was um, an outlier, mm-hmm. who wasn't a part of, like, the mainstream thought or wasn't these things. But I guess, like, one specific thing, I don't I, I don't think I can really pinpoint that because there's so many instances where maybe I wasn't down to, you know, hang out at a certain place, do something. But I also wasn't... Oh, you know what? No, I remember this. Okay, so in high school... <laughs> Um, it's a, it's a bit specific, so maybe it's kind of weird, but, you know, in high school, you know, you, you do a little bit of underage drinking mm-hmm. in high school, and I remember, um, just having an instance where, you know, I had friends who were for drinking and friends who were not for drinking, mm-hmm. and I was in between, because I was friends with both sides, Yeah, and I was just like, okay, well, like, me as a person, I want to experience what it's like to, you know high school drink and go to a high school party and all these things. So I had friends who would tell me, like, if you if you drink, then you're not going to be my friend anymore. And I had friends who were like, if you don't drink, then you're a loser. Wow. Yeah, and it's like, I think I think that's honestly, it's it's not a huge deal. It's literally just... It's not, but it's so funny. Like, when how, you're, when you're, when like you're, at the time, it's just so how mean. How old was I? Like, <laughs> yeah. 17? Like, I was like, what, was it, is, is the legal drinking age 19? 19, right? 19. I was like, what, two years from legal drinking age? Like, you know, underage drinking, not cool, don't do it. <laughs> don't, 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 like, arrest me or whatever. But, like... You know, back in, like, grade, it was grade 12. It was senior yeah. year. You know, yeah. like you went to your first high school party. Everyone's, like, on a senior, like, high of mm-hmm. being, like, I'm almost done, like, high school. Like, um, and I and I had a drink, you know? <laughs> and I, I had a drink. You know, sue me. I had a drink. <laughs> but I remember, like, just feeling that guilt. Yeah. And just being, like, oh, I, I don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation. Mostly because I'm afraid of change. Yeah. And I right? think it's just, like, judgment. Absolutely. We're all so critical... Of ourselves. of ourselves, but yeah. also like we're all so, um, we're so sensitive to what people think of us, and I think because you know it's not just it's I feel like it's not just okay. So I'm kind of like I'm on like I'm like smoking weed. I'm just like you know when you just think it. Like, we talked about this. <laughs> yeah. It's it's shower thought conversations between two best friends. Yeah. Um, sorry. What I'm trying to say is, at the end of it, I feel like we're all just such harsh critics of ourselves but we're also so afraid of hearing criticism and judgment from others that 
you know, we choose the easy way out. And, like, who doesn't? Who doesn't choose the easy way out to anything? Mm -hmm. And that's why we're, like, talking about why having these uncomfortable conversations is really, like, a pivot point to, like, help you change not only your relationship with your friends, your family, but I think also yourself. Um, Because, like, now I have no problem telling someone they stink or, like, they have something in their face. Yeah. Obviously, you know, there are still times where, like, you know, if it's it's my boyfriend's mom, I'm kind of scared to tell her that your eyebrow's a little smudgy. I'm still scared of that. a little specific. I mean, (laughs) if you're listening to this podcast, you know, no. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, like, there there are times where I'm still a little bit like, eh. Not yeah, sure. yeah, fair, fair, fair. But it's I definitely context, right? Yeah, it's all and I definitely think I've gone to a point where I'm comfortable saying th- certain mm-hmm. things. Maybe too comfortable, I would say. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, like from my experience, I definitely will never forget not telling my good friend, guys, good friend, that she had bo all these years. I'm sure she knew, but I mean, like disclaimer: we're not gonna be saying any names or you know people because we respect their privacy. But like, guys, think about it. I don't even know who this person is. What if she's actually talking about me? <laughs> what if? <laughs> Could be. What if? I'm just kidding. I'm not stinky, would, y'all. I'm not stinky. I would tell you. I really would tell you. If you have a dank ass breath, I would tell you. Oof. You better tell me if I got dank like, breath. We talked about this. Like yeah. We have to tell each other if we smell. Anything. Our makeup's a little wonky. Anything. You know, our outfit's a little whack. Yeah. But before, honestly, if, if Nat came in a really bold outfit i would definitely be uncomfortable telling her that you know it didn't work it didn't work but it's not cute also you do you you know but i guess when it comes to like you know personal hygiene stuff like you should tell your That's friends guys. So, yeah That's like different. you guys should tell your friends their the breath smells something on their teeth their makeup's a little off you never know what they're gonna see exactly you know you, what if do, do you want to live with that guilt if i went to go see my crush and Jazz didn't tell me that I had a piece of spinach stuck in my tea yeah. and a little black peppercorn stuck in the other side of my mouth. Would I let her go? Would I let her die without, you know, saying something? No, I wouldn't. Exactly. I just so, missed my chance. And it's all because of her. I'm yeah. Just it's not and all because of her. You know, with something so small like that, I feel like just projects to other things as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like if, if I didn't have the guts and the balls to tell someone they stink, what makes you know, what makes me able to talk about something bigger, like, obviously, right now, you know, race, that's a huge mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. racism, and prejudice, and... It's people view, people's viewpoints on a lot yeah. of social issues in the world right now, and that have been social issues for a long time, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, like, share how you've gone from, you know, not sharing your opinion at all, to, you know, being comfortable Mm-hmm. with sharing your opinion like how was that journey like how have you come today uh to be confident and vocal mm-hmm. in what you truly believe in and what uh, regardless of other people's judgment yeah and i mean also disclaimer we're not shunning those yeah who aren't comfortable yet who mm-hmm. aren't ready to have these conversations because by no means am i saying that after this podcast, you're going to feel enlightened to, you know, change the way you we are. We don't know anything. Y'all. Yeah, exactly. Um, I took years, okay? This was high school. This was years ago, and I couldn't even do that, and I'm just coming to realize everybody has their own journey. Everyone has their own path, so we're not here to judge you and criticize 
you for not doing what we're doing or what we're trying to do. It's just a discussion. But yeah, like going back to what Nat was asking, like my journey, like I said, started off small, you know, it's light things, talking about things with your friends. But um, I think from the previous podcast, I also talked about how Nat's opened up my door to a lot of other conversations. And, um, you know, those conversations came from, you know, relationships, family, really personal things. And um, she got me comfortable with that. And I guess that was a huge stepping stone as to how it made me um, feel comfortable voicing out my opinion. Um, Especially being raised, I would say, like, in an Asian family. If you don't have opinions that side with your own family, you kind of get, like, shunned out or made fun of. Or not made fun of, but, like... You just realize you're the you're black different. sheep. You, you realize know? you're different. Exactly. Yeah. So I think um, for me, um, oh my god, I keep saying um. You gotta like slap me every time I say um. No, don't like because such... then no, because then wow, I literally almost <laughs> said um. <laughs> it's fine. It's podcast episode number two. I'll change the that mm. <laughs> <laughs> was, was that English? Mm. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Uh, so, yeah, I think with, our, with, with, okay, you know what, our class, what we studied in, our degree, it focused so much on media and race and, um, things that were normalized, critiquing things from a different perspective. It was on the lines of, like, sociological and a little bit, like, philosophical. Absolutely. And I think that did give us the, the, perspective, uh, perspective yeah. and the, um, we from this side of things where we're just critiquing and trying to understand everything from a different viewpoint, yeah. which is why we're the only... Almost like you're detaching yourself yeah. from the situation and looking at it not for face value. And but not understand. like a, the norm, exactly. you know? And I think yeah. that's why we're able to always entertain each other with these weird-ass conversations. Like the what-ifs that we talked about and like, you know, like weird scenarios that probably won't ever happen yeah like we became very like i want to say is it is imaginative a word like our imagination just kind of ran wild like what if this situation turned out this way how would we react what would somebody do it was a lot of like understanding the human mind and how human behavior works and i yeah and i think that made us more open-minded yeah to like have these conversations Mm -hmm. which um which was getting back to my point of why we're so comfortable now was mm-hmm. only because I feel like we were shaped to think like that after coming out of university. Yeah. And um, for U.S. listeners, university is actually college, <laughs> you know, in your terms. I always thought it was weird. College here is like, quote, frowned upon, you know? Yeah, unfortunately. I Even know. though like the, I mean, if you think about it, it's really just the word. Colleges do have smaller classes, yeah. you know, professors that actually know your name. Yeah. But, and, you know, in U.S., everyone's like, I'm going to college. And for us, you like, you mean university? Like, my cousins in the U.S., like, I always, always Bubble tea and boba. You <laughs> fucking name it. Like, whatever it may be. It's a different word everywhere it is. Yeah. But, yeah, like, university definitely was a pivotal moment for us, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, as Jana said, uh, she exposed us. We are Asian. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, uh, we grew up in Asian households and traditional ones for that. They... Mm-hmm. We did have parents who immigrated, obviously, or else we wouldn't be here. Um, but we grew up quite different because we were exposed to different things. Mm-hmm. So our mindsets, perspectives, viewpoints, whatever you want to call it, 
in a North American mindset was quite different than what our parents grew up with. You yeah. Know, the things that they understood about um, society and uh, hierarchies, mm-hmm. power dynamics, whatever you name it. It was it was quite different because, you know, you're living in two separate countries. Um, or sorry, you grew up in two separate countries and things are just taught differently there. Yeah. Right? So it's not to excuse anyone of... Um, ignorance, nor is it to shame someone. It's more so just understanding that these differences are what shape a person, yeah. right? And understanding that being open to those perspectives and actually listening and understanding mm-hmm. that um, it's not because... Actually, I don't want to say that. Some people do choose to not, you know, listen, but those who actually don't understand, it's kind of more of a conversation to help them. Yeah. To help them. And I think that's really important because... Like, don't assume people, like, don't, don't assume they have ill intentions or they're being ignorant right from the start. Yeah. If someone doesn't know anything, this is a moment, a learning opportunity. And Absolutely. these are the uncomfortable conversations that, like, we need to have because there are things that Nat knows more than me or I know more than her yep. and other people know more than us. And it's not to say her opinion is less important or less meaningful compared to ours, but going into that conversation with questions, with a curiosity to understand why um, why she thinks the way she does or where she got this information from, that's how you keep an open mind with things. Mm-hmm. And these are really uncomfortable conversations. They are. Like, because at, at the same time, you're stepping down from your throne. From your throne that... You believe. I, yeah. Your own, like, you, you start to question your own thoughts, and I think that's when everyone starts to get defensive. Yes. And everyone starts to... Um, kind of scramble because mm-hmm. I, I, I do this myself like mm-hmm. when I get in heated conversations I am more of a emotional person I tend to t- attach my emotions um to things that I'm compassionate about um and more often times than not uh it almost backfires in mm-hmm. a sense it's not to say that my emotions aren't valid yada yada but it, it backfires in a sense where it's like I let that get the better of me and mm-hmm. it, steer, it veers me away from the point I was trying to make mm-hmm. because I start focusing on words or tones or things that I see that upset me it like it's like a hunger that can never be satiated like mm-hmm. that's literally what it is but I think the more I have these conversations the more I understand that there are there are time there's a time and place for everything right yep. like when I get upset about something it's not to say that I can't get upset but it's, it's whether or not now is the most effective time to show that I'm upset about something is it because I'm making an assumption on someone on someone's view on someone's uh, words or whatever it may be or is it because you know like maybe I'm wrong mm-hmm. maybe what someone's questioning is completely against my belief or my initial thought like there's so many things that go into keeping an open mind and it doesn't like happen overnight, which is why we emphasize so much on not beating yourself up over the fact that you're either not educated or all these things, because I don't th- want to think that anybody is going into these conversations being like, I'm going to wreck this person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show them that their perspective is wrong. Da, da, da. It's like, if you go in with that mindset, nobody's going to want to listen to you. Nobody yeah. likes being told they're wrong. Yeah. Right. And that's so hard to step down it from. It is. Like, I think we talked about how many times we always are so opinionated that we're so stuck on the fact of being right. Always. Being um, heard. Mm-hmm. 
that, understood. Yeah, that mm-hmm. you shut the other person out. Yeah. And I think that's really important to call yourself out on. And like like we said, not an overnight thing. It's something that you pay attention to over the course of time. Um, but we're trying to let you know that it's okay that, you know, maybe sometimes you do get a little heated. Maybe you do get a little opinionated. That's not to say you're a bad person. It's just that, you know, take 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 your time. Take your time. Use those moments, think back on it, and use it as a learning opportunity. You meet people that know different things every damn day. Mm-hmm. You know, we both worked in customer service for oh, a really yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've definitely been in moments where I feel like, you know, the customer's wrong and they need, I know what I'm saying is right. The customer is always right is something that is fundamentally wrong with oh, the customer God, service yes. issue. Yes. Okay? Like, I understand service. I understand the positioning, but there is a difference between like service and servant. All right, y'all. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> like that is the truth. Uh-uh. Like how many times have you ever been in a car, like a position? If you've ever done customer service, you'll know what we mean when the customer is always right. I get it. It's probably the best way to diffuse a situation. Absolutely. But honestly, it's it does stunt us from it having does. these conversations because. Now you're feeding into the mindset for those customers that... One side's always right. Mm-hmm. One side is always going to be right. And I the get it. The other side's going to be wrong. Like, just step the fuck down. Like, yeah, and I get it. Like, at the end of the day, you're a company that needs to function, needs yeah. to have a good image and all. But I agree with what Nat's saying, that it's fundamentally wrong because I feel like it. it's not fair for people who are trying to help. You know, I'm like, we've come off polite doesn't work you come off angry also doesn't work so stick never satisfied so i don't like what do you do you sit, sit. it's like when your parents yell at you yeah like you know like you're just gonna stand there and you're gonna be quiet and not talk back it's like why aren't you saying anything mm-hmm. right and like you know for those who haven't worked in customer service and you know everyone has parents if you don't have parents i'm sorry <laughs> i am sorry yeah we're not here to I'm discriminate not, i'm not trying to say you'll only feel this way if you have parents however comma i'm just saying you know, like, a lot of people can relate to when your parents are angry at you and you're standing there and you, like, don't know what to do with yourself and you don't say anything because you don't want to trigger them, mm-hmm. right? And, like, they go, like, why aren't you saying anything? You don't have anything to say for yourself? Mm-hmm. And then if you say something, like, why are you talking back? You ungrateful child. Yeah. So it's like, do you win? No. What do you do? You don't know. So it's like having those difficult conversations stem from a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's it's difficult to diffuse where each touch point would be in everyone's life because it's so different but it's it's more so just not having that idea in your brain that you know something for sure yeah it's not like math where one plus one is two Mm -hmm. because I don't I don't think we can fully know everything and and one of my friends recently told me that and it like opened up my mind to be like wow Mm -hmm. I went to school for this but I still don't know anything Mm -hmm. like the prof who was teaching me that I look up to so much knows more than me but doesn't know everything Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and it's like I think that's really key in keeping an open mind because Mm -hmm. then you don't get wrapped up in like trying to prove your point which again closes up a conversation or like I don't know, like, tries to prove someone wrong. I guess that's the same damn thing. But y'all know, y'all know what I mean. Like, it's, yeah. it's just so difficult to really pinpoint where this would stem from in someone's life. Yeah, and I think keeping an open mind is also harder 
than you think. Because I've definitely felt that there were times where I was very open-minded. Like, sorry, there are times where I felt like I was very open-minded, but I wasn't. And I broke it down with what I've said in that conversation. And when you really think about it, there are a lot of things that are coming from a place where it's just like, no, you you don't know. I know. Mm-hmm. Or you stop talking. Listen to me. But... You know, so it's just catching yourselves in those moments where you're able to go back to your conversations with your family and your friends and whoever it may be and really thinking about the words that you use. Mm-hmm. Um, that that also come, goes to show where we come from a place where we're either afraid of being judged, we're afraid of speaking out because we're not sure, you know, what the result will be mm-hmm. and I think that is really scary because I definitely love to plan control things and when things don't go in my way I definitely freak out mm-hmm. I definitely have a little little anxiety attack so I definitely know coming from a person who always thrives to be in an environment where I have a say in something I have a control in whatever uh, and having to be in situations where you literally have no control over anything mm-hmm. is scary. Yeah. But I think the hardest part is for us to realize that it's okay. Yeah. And it sounds silly, but I think one of the things that helped me in those situations is thinking like, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. You know, if I if I told Nat, she got some stanky breath. What is with her and stanky breath? <laughs> is she trying to tell me that Ashley has stanky breath? No, I just really don't like it when people have stank, stank breath. breath. Okay. And I'm sure you don't either. No, I don't. Don't talk but, to me. You don't know, open your mouth. Think about just it. Just kidding. What's the worst <laughs> thing that could happen if if I told Nat she has has stanky breath? I mean, I could either go like, "Wow, I have stanky breath," or. Wow, I have stanky breath. Exactly. <laughs> I like how you keep saying breath, but I know you're trying to say breath. I mean, no, we, because we're so used we, to saying breath. We all talk like that. Like, yeah. it's, it's not B-R-E-A-T-H. Well, I had to think about how to spell <laughs> I had to think about how to spell breath, though. It's B-R-E-F, y'all. Yeah. Breath. Okay. <laughs> too much meme and culture and too much us. Yeah. But, sorry, what were we talking about? We are talking about, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I if I told you you had stinky breath. Yes. Breath. What? <laughs> you got me doing. Um, yeah, like, what is the worst thing that can happen? Literally, if she wants to unfriend me over telling her she has stinky breath, like, she needs to check herself. Yeah. She needs to think about really... De- Whoa, that's quite a cute story. <laughs> I gotta check myself. Well, check yourself in a sense where, you know, what a friend like Janice tell me these things because she wants to hurt me yeah because she, or because she loves me yeah. and she wants to you know the best for me you, you know love me? seriously <laughs> like I don't want you going into like a meeting seeing your boss and going all up in their face with your stale breath Oof, you know it's stale yeah and you know meeting honestly like if you guys have ever been in a meeting room it's the freaking worst like if someone has hot breath like it's just I can't it was one of the <laughs> worst things like that I personally like really hated and feared every time I went into a meeting room especially if it's like confined and like it's not a lot of people and keep an open mind I'm sorry right? guys I'm just kidding going off topic yeah. but seriously like 
going back to it, it's not the worst thing to tell someone certain things. If if they feel a little bit hurt, let them be hurt. Yeah. Let them... At least they know. Exactly. And they can tackle the situation. Yeah, and it's not for you to control and be like... Hey Natalie, you shouldn't feel this way. Don't, don't feel bad because like don't don't be mad at me because I told you you have stinky breath. Yeah. It's like you know, in those moments, let them take it how they want. Yeah. How they need. And eventually, if they're someone that you're close with, if they're your friend, I'm sure you would reach out to them a couple days later asking, like, hey man, didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Or they'd come to you and say, like, really appreciate you telling me that. Yeah. So I think we always forget to see the poss- the good possibilities yeah, out of a situation. Very true. Very true. We're, we all see the worst in everything all the time. Yeah. Like, how many times have I told you, I thought you were going to be mad at me. I thought this. I thought that. And at the end of the day, you would just say, like, hell no. Like, I never even thought of that. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, it sounds really corny, like those movies where it's just like, oh my gosh, you, you, you thought that? No, you thought that? Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Like, sorry, I'm not trying to go into that, but... Seriously, like, there are many times where you have these conversations mm-hmm. and you realize you were just overthinking. Yeah. It's like that quote that you posted on Instagram the other day. What was that? Like, my therapist told me something and then blah, 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 blah. I don't remember. My, it was literally, My therapist like, tells me a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, but it was, it was something along the lines of, like, if you, if you tend to overthink something, it, I don't know. I don't, I can't, I can't quote it verbatim, but it was, like, my therapist told me if you ever are thinking about some, overthinking about something and ask yourself like who told you that mm-hmm. and and if and if a name doesn't come to your head that's not you mm-hmm. then like then let it go like yeah, it's it was literally you right? something like that right it was literally you and i was like damn mm-hmm. like something as easy as that but just that different shift of perspective you know keeping that open mind and understanding that you may think it's bad but other people might not so why exactly. are you thinking this way yeah and you know what and even if you are thinking this way, like, that's fine, too. Yeah, like, let people have their own opinions. Exactly. Understand that uh, there, there will be another view, inevitably. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't, like, change someone's view, like, completely. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, like I said previously, like, Jazz and I, we come from similar backgrounds. We studied the same thing. We graduated with a similar degree. She had a minor and I didn't because, you know, you already know that I wrote her class schedule. If you listen um, to episode one, which you can check on... Uh, we don't know any any Spotify, any podcast platform. I don't, I don't really know, but like it's it's those types of things where it's like you don't, you know, like from my point of view, it's different from her point of view because we have similar backgrounds, but the way we choose to go about it is different. Mm-hmm. Now I think it we because we talk about it a lot more, our views are a lot more aligned. But because we were able to have all these uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. or not uncomfortable situations, uncomfortable uh, conversations, yeah. and we were able to keep an open mind and discuss we are able to understand each other mm-hmm. and remain close throughout, like, how many years have you been friends? Like, seven years? I Something so. like that? Something Six, like seven that. years? Well, it's 2020. I think it's, like... I don't know. We met in, like, 2013. While. So that's seven years. Oh, sorry. Jesus Christ. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's... I'm definitely not trying to downplay the fact that having these conversations are difficult, yeah, but, 100%. Like, you're you're not supposed to go into a hard conversation and be like, ugh, it's easy. It's just a regular conversation, yeah. like, how's your day? No, it's like, you want to go in prepared. You want to understand the outcome. You want to know whether or not um, it's going to be good and benefit you or if it's going to make you lose a relationship potentially mm-hmm. or, you know, hinder something or, like, cause a wedge between something and you didn't want it to be there. But... I like I said, you don't have control. Exactly. I can't control how someone will react. Yeah. And I think we're so 
stuck on the fact that like it has to go right mm-hmm. or it has to go wrong. Like you have to understand it could go either way, but if you have the patience and the and the I guess like the trust. Yeah, the trust to like person. yeah, and to like want to fix it or not fix it but want to get through that mm-hmm. um that potential opportunity of either make it or break it like you said then things will be fine. And I yeah, and like I think most of these hard conversations are learning learning uh, opportunity. Like mm-hmm. what Jana said, like we've had our fair share of uncomfortable conversations where we have definitely seen things from opposite sides of the spectrum on a situation. But and and it's there's not to say that there was no uncomfortable moments in there like there was a I think there was a point in our friendship where we didn't talk for a little bit like as regularly as we do and mind you we say good morning to each other every day all right it's like remember she's the obsessive one I'm the obsessive one (laughs) I have to text her good morning every morning to make sure she's alive and that we're still best friends and that she still loves me I'm clingy I'm a stage 10 clinger just kidding but yeah like we've had uncomfortable uh conversations where like you know she would call me out and something be like oh did you really mean that and Mm -hmm. I'll be like wait what like did I you yeah. know, and it's like, we have an, uh, uh, what is it called? A mutual understanding that it's, it's more so the intent mm-hmm. over, uh, the, the word or the tone. And it's like, we also understand each other enough to kind of relay it in a way that, um, is, w- will not be taken as such. Yeah. And, but you know, it's not to say that we've never been in a position where things were miscommunicated no, of course. and we were like shit scared of how. The other person will react. Yeah, Yeah. like when I'm nervous, guys, I'm the worst person to play hide and seek with because I get (laughs) so so nervous that I need to. I need to like take a shit. Like (laughs) I get, I get, I get these nervous shits, and it's the worst because obviously in hide and seek you want to win the game by staying hidden, but I always just go like, sorry guys, like. You know, it's been five minutes. Really got to go to the washroom. You just like you just see me trying to find everyone. All of a sudden, Janice like busts through a fucking cupboard. He goes like, I need to take a shit. <laughs> Seriously, me. And, you know, I've when I've had those uncomfortable conversations with Nat, definitely felt the shits coming. She was a little fidgety, tell yeah, you that. Yeah, I'm very fidgety. So, She was kind of getting up her seat and her little little butt was coming out like, oof. Yeah, oof. that's when you know. That's when you know I'm saying something I don't want to say. But, yeah, like, I guess, you know, to end everything, what we're trying to say is, uncomfortable conversations are normal and they're going to be really hard and there are going to be times where you have cold feet and you know you might not engage in it today you might not engage it tomorrow this year this month next year whatever it is it doesn't mean you're a bad person it doesn't mean you should hate yourself or not you know getting the courage to speak up it's just it's a growing pain it really is truly we're all so afraid of judgment we're so we're so afraid of being seen in a way where you know we're not liked or we're so afraid of the conversation going south that we avoid these conversations mm-hmm. but especially in the year 2020 where we're realizing things mm-hmm. it's really important to i guess i don't know i was gonna say check yourself but you're gonna say that's a little bit uh, oh no just like like voice your opinion yeah like be okay with it like i mean in, in in certain things, right? I mean, if, if, if you're going to go and kill someone and you're going to be like, wait, but it was like my passion and oh this my is my God. opinion. There, there is... Real fast. No, but I'm saying, like, I'm just trying to like, you know, like set the precedence is that that is fundamentally wrong. <laughs> Ma'am, 
you cannot murder someone and blame it on your opinions and feelings. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not, and I'm not saying, like, you know, if you, if something really unfortunate happened to you and you had the urge to, so you went onto it, that goes into a lot of deeper layers. But Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, if it, it has something to do with, you know, your own personal life and you're struggling to say something to that person, like, take a deep breath. Yeah, take a deep breath and, you know, ultimately, it's your choice. Right. Whether or not you decide to take that risk today or next year or whatever Jer said, it's it's something that you need to realize is going to happen eventually. You know, you can't just live your life being okay with everyone, everything. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a limit. Everyone has an opinion. And if that opinion um, comes out, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, like even us having this conversation with you guys or sharing our opinion we're f- we might face backlash to be like, wow, like, I can't believe you guys would share this opinion with the world. Like, so it's so against mine. Yeah. Like, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, we think that it's important that everybody has a voice. Mm-hmm. Everybody has the, op- the option to say something, mm-hmm. you know, like whether or not it's received well or whatever. It's like, we get it, you know? And eventually I think we'll go into how to approach topics, conversations, yeah. whatever that may be. Or like how we have found, or how, yeah, how we, how have, we have found like, like, I guess like success yeah. within our friend group um, or and, just like with each other, especially yeah. like just. Yeah. Because like you said, we, I feel like, I mean, maybe uh, I think you said humans or people in general, like mm-hmm. we just have this innate, you know, uh, response to just be defensive. Yeah. I mean, I don't think dogs are going to be defensive. Like, yeah. Go, like, you're not supposed to poo there. Like, you're like I feel like it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, people feel defensive. Yeah. yeah. And um, I just wanted to point out that Nat said Jer. And Oof. I think you need to I tell them. That. Yeah. All right. So You said it, you weren't going to say it, and I like how you said it. It's just, like, I'm so used to it. It's just like, it's a nickname that I came up for her. Um, if you guys don't know me, which I'm sure... I'm sure most of the people who will listen to our podcast would be people that we know just because of sheer curiosity. Because yeah. I would do that. I'd be like, yo, so-and-so starting a podcast. Let me see. And you also know? no new friends. Yo, straight up, no new friends. You all know, I know, I know every single one of you is listening to this right now. I could just text you guys and be like, mm-hmm. thanks for the support. Mm-hmm. But it's just a nickname that I made for her in like, what, for second year or something? It's, it's nothing big. It's just, yeah. I call her like Jay or Jer or whatever, but... It's better than Jan. Yeah, guys. Keep that in mind. Do not call me Jan. Call do not her even, Jan. Do, do not even call me my phone. If you call me Jan, you have to call her Natalie. That's disgusting. So say that to my face one just, more time. Don't I, say it. Just, oh just, 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 just call me anything but Jan or Janice. I freaking hate that. Sorry, mom. Um, but we're it, just I, not a fan of like our full names. I mean, yeah. she's not a fan. I'm not even a fan of my name. She's not like, a fan of her name. I'm not a fan of my full name, but she's not a fan of her name. But yeah, like. Keep an open mind. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep an open mind, okay? Like, a lot easier said than done, right? But... Yeah, it's... Guys... We're all growing, y'all. Yeah, again, no judgment, no hate. We're not trying to say... Good vibes only. Yeah. <laughs> Good vibes only, guys. Good vibes only. So, you know, we're not here to tell you that... You suck. Yeah. Or... And having these conversations are easy because they're definitely not. Mm-hmm. But like like Nat said, we've had success in 
getting over these humps. Um, and we just hope that this helps you guys out there who are maybe in a situation where you want to have a, a conversation that's uncomfortable yeah. or maybe you don't know how. This will give you a little bit of courage to um, say something or at least think about um, what you want to say how and how you want to say it and that you shouldn't be scared to say um, how or should ha- to say how you feel and yeah. have these com- conversations. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for us today. Yeah, that's uh, that's it. I'm uh, I'm tired. Yeah, it's getting pretty late. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. catch you guys next time. Yeah, and it's two girls, one one mic. I almost <laughs> said it. I almost said it. If you guys know, you, you know. know. I'm just letting you. Know. I'm just saying. I almost said it. <laughs> All right, peace. Bye. Bye. Hello, humans. Welcome to our podcast. The name is... I don't like that. Okay, but you know what? It's fine. The podcast name is Reduce, Reuse, Repost. My name's Nat. Okay, no, let's restart. Okay. I think it sounded, like, weird.